Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right. What's up, guys? My name is Adam McRoberts, and I'm your host for the Do Big Things podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Big Things Crewing. Um, We offer guided tours up any of the Colorado mountains. If you and your family are taking a vacation out here, we would love to be of service and get you up one of the peaks. We also offer services for ultramarathons. That's kind of what we're geared towards. Um, We're all runners, and we've all done the big races, and we'd love to help you guys out. If you guys need crew or pacers for your ultra marathon, look us up. You can find us at big-things-crewing.com. And if you need help just getting to the start line of your ultra marathon, we offer coaching plans, training plans. Um, we offer it all. But I'm not going to get too deep into all of that today um, because today is a little bit of a different format. I enjoy having conversations with folks who are out there doing big things, whatever that may be in their life. You know, I've interviewed authors, ultra runners, race directors, etc., etc. And my guest today isn't a runner at all. He's a musician, he's an artist in his own way, and he's a family man. His name is Brian Eckerman, and this is a guy I have known for a good 25 years. He was a good buddy of mine back in the formative years, you know, the old punk rock days. It was like the days that we probably weren't always making the best decisions or really thinking too far ahead. I wasn't even sure if I was going to release this episode just because it's a little bit of a different installment than normal for this podcast. But I wanted to show you guys, you know, where I came from. For me, doing big things means always challenging myself and some sort of self-improvement. There were times when I didn't always treat my friends the way I wish I would have. You know, sometimes I would blame them for my life not being perfect and, um, you know, just sort of ghost them. I was a mixed up guy for a lot of years, but I feel like, you know... I've, I've come a little way since then, um, and I've always admired Brian because he held friendship in such a high regard. It was so high in his values. Um, there were many years when I didn't, but um, Brian is a, a beautiful human being, and, and both of us have come a long way since you know our late teens, early 20s. I guess with this conversation, I was trying to... I don't know, sort of work things out in my head, you know. Um, he was a good buddy of mine, and I didn't always treat him kindly with love. 
And uh, I don't know, looking back, that's sort of a hard pill for me to swallow. Um, but, you know, we've been through it all. We've, we've seen some good times, some hard times. And luckily, he's a, a forgiving guy and, and still a good buddy of mine. And I have nothing but respect for him. Um, I'm not going to lie. I personally was a little melancholy, maybe a little sad after this conversation. Just, uh, you know, like I said, just working everything out in my head. But, you know, it's, this isn't about me. I didn't want it to be about me. Um, I wanted to introduce you to, uh, you know, an old buddy of mine and let you guys see a, a little piece of my past. Um, like I said, he's, he's just a beautiful human being. And uh, we both come a long ways. Um, I feel like he was sort of maybe holding back a little bit in our conversation. Um, you know, I wanted to go through all of our old stories and, and have some laughs and remember all the old crazy stuff we used to get into. And I feel like he held back a little bit. But, you know, I, I get it. I totally respect that. He, he's a different person now. He's a family man. Um, you know, he, um, you know, he's in a different place and I'm in a different place as well. So I hope it's not too awkward of a conversation. It's probably not the most fluid conversation you've ever heard, but it's one that I really enjoyed nonetheless. And, uh, I have nothing, nothing but good things to say about this guy. Um, like I said, just a beautiful human being and, uh, you know, we've all made mistakes, um, you know, and if, if you haven't made mistakes in your life, I probably don't want to know you, you know, nobody's perfect, um, it's progress, not perfection that we're all looking for, so I hope you guys dig the conversation, if you're new here, this is a little bit of a different one, but, um, you know, check it out, let me know what you think, with that, I'd like to introduce you to my friend, Brian Eckerman. Life is short. Do big things, baby. What's up, man? Hey, what's going on? How you doing? I'm doing. Good. Good to hear. How's things? All right, I guess. Hot. How about you? Hot. Yeah, it's hot here too, man. It's going to be hot all week. Sure. You guys surviving uh, the virus and the riots and the looting and all the BS going on? <laughs> yeah, not a lot of that over here. That's good. That's good. <laughs> I know. It's pretty crazy in Denver. It looks like it's pretty crazy in Madison, too, though, huh? What Say again? In Madison? Yeah, I think it has been, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's nuts, dude. I know. Crazy times, huh? It's the twilight zone. It really is. <laughs> it really is. Well, cool, man. I just wanted to, um, yeah, just catch up with you and just uh, shoot the breeze a little bit. And um, I don't know, man, we go back a long ways. I think if I, if I remember right, like taking it all the way back, I think the first time I met you was probably about 1994. And I think it was at an Abaddon show. Does that sound right to you? That's, it sounds, you know what? I remember that. Okay. But 
I also remember your sister and I had met at school. Yeah, you know, you knew my sister first. Yeah, and it was one of those situations where I actually remember we were in the library, and and, and I don't know what we were talking about, but essentially she says, you know, you have to meet my brother. You're going to have to meet my brother, Adam. You guys are getting along. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Which I thought was cool. I was a pretty sociable person in high school, so I thought, well, she seemed cool, and so I thought, yeah. And then... I met you and Cam Toon over at Clark and Parker. Okay. Yep. I remember the first that time you came over. That's the first time over. I remember hanging out outside of like the show, but I definitely remember you being with, I think you must've been with your sister when that gig was happening. Yeah, I was. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah. So um, you were in a band called Abaddon at the time. And uh, this was like right at the height of uh, Seattle's grunge music. And I remember you were wearing a T-shirt that said Seattle sucks. <laughs> and I said to my sister, I'm like, hey, go tell that guy to give me his T-shirt. That's a cool T-shirt I want. <laughs> I wish I still had that shirt, man. I think oh. about it time time. I wouldn't fit in it, but whatever. Oh, man. <laughs> Yep, there were that was a band called Double Speak from Madison. Oh, was Double yeah, Speak. yeah. The back said said. I, oh, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're right. And uh, I don't remember how I, I acquired that from somebody. The same, you know. I I probably should have just given it to you. You because that was how I got it. I saw it on somebody. <laughs> and I said I gotta have that. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's classic. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, man, you were in a band called Abaddon that later changed its name to Schlock, and then you played with Slick and the Burnouts, um, your guitar player, lead vocalist. Is there any other bands in there that I'm missing? Boy, I should have my my stuff together a little bit more than this. I've, <laughs> I, I know you've I've, been, been playing for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Uh since about 92 is when we, we started it. Actually, it was Universal Medium when we started. Okay. It was like the summer before high school. And the way I remember it was, I think I even missed the first band practice because my family had gone over to Scandinavia at the time. Okay. And so I kind of, I, I remember it. It was one of those things where a bunch of us had been friends through middle school, and it was it always kind of seemed like that was going to happen. At a certain point, we were going to have a band. Yeah. And then we kind of put it together the summer before high school. So that was you and Eric Perkins and Corey Fegestead? Yep. And actually, my buddy Mark at the time had started out with us. And the thing Mark with that... Yep, yep. Okay. Yep. And then... Um, I, we, we had a, there's been a revolving door of, uh, bass players. It's yeah, been of like, course. we, we, we kind of joke about it. Like it was, uh, kind of like the drummer from Spinal Tap. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So a ton of different bass players for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And, um, <clears throat> so yeah, I remember you guys were this, 
you know, that those were the days when, you know, you could go to see a punk show and there'd be like five bands. You pay like four bucks to get in the door at um, like the alumni house down in Beloit. And gosh, man, um, where else did we see shows back then? That was a big one back back then was the alumni house. Yeah. And then, um, I think think I, I saw you guys play in Milton at one time I mean you were from Milton originally so I think you played there quite a bit yeah but you, you guys were kind of just all over the place and you guys were like notorious for smashing toilets and bringing <laughs> deer carcasses on stage <laughs> and, and smashing TVs and just all kinds of insanity yeah it all- <laughs> you, well you know what it, we were really DIY it was cool because you know not to sound like the old guy or whatever, but we did, you know, everything without the internet. Everything was passing flyers out that we made ourselves and, you know, took to Kinko's or whatever and had copies made. And then we'd put them on people's cars and give them out to people mm-hmm. at school. Yeah. And we would rent out these, you know, Eric was, was definitely the brains behind a lot of this stuff. But, you know, we, we would rent out these, uh, like, Legion halls and veteran places you know, and uh, then, you know, the little money that we'd make because, you know, we, you know, we'd disperse the money to different bands and stuff. But the money that we'd make, we just save up to be able to rent another place, you know. Awesome. Just punk rock style. Yeah. And that's it, how it was done back yeah. then. As far as yeah. the, 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 the antics the, that we were doing, that was that was probably against the rest of my band mates you know preference that was yeah but you know i i i always thought and i was always most influenced from the time i was a kid by you know bands that had good stage presence and you know eric grew up with kiss and you know i loved acdc and and it was just one of those things where you didn't just stand up in front of a microphone stand and and do your stuff you you know you get rowdy for sure yeah So, Man, I still have a scar on my hand from that deer carcass. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> That's a good I, I badge of honor. Holy smokes. It is, and it is. I remember you picking that thing up and swinging it around and like deer, deer brains were coming out of this deer carcass and stuff in the middle of your show. Well, <laughs> you, in- you know, the truth is I that comes up from different people and I'm always trying to downplay it because it's like, yeah, okay. It was, it was the full head. It had, it had the brains in it and everything like that, you know, but it was like the spine and the rib cage. And I I was swinging around by the pelvis and I just, as you do, as one does, you would do. I mean, what, you know, obviously (laughs) that's what you do. Yeah. And, uh, if I remember right, my guitar straps like snapped at the moment that I was supposed to be doing that. Cause it was one of those things with the band. I would always, I think a lot of the other reason I would do antics was because, you know, I played guitar, um, but I, you know, I was, I'm a rhythm guitar player. And so there'd be these solo spots. So, you know, like Ozzy Osbourne would run around and like yell at the crowd and tell them to clap and stuff. I was always trying to find something to do while that guitar solo was going on. Right. And some yeah. people might look at that as, oh, you can't, you can't give away the spotlight for, you know, 30 seconds or something. But I don't know. It just seemed like <laughs> I, I just always felt 
awkward standing there or whatever, especially when I wasn't playing guitar, if I was just singing. So, you know, I'm here. I am. I, I've got my, my guitar and I run over to grab that deer, which is hanging over a pile of speakers, which <laughs> I remember we have this, uh, you know, we have pictures of this. Oh really? yeah. Oh, well, yeah. And it, you know, the first picture would be, we had, there were girls who were wanting to get their picture taken with the deer carcass. So there, <laughs> there's pictures of just people like, like, yeah, I'm with the band, you know, with this dead deer hanging over a big pile of speakers. Oh my gosh. So then, yeah. So this, this, you know, Corey's playing his solo. I'm like, okay, this is the time. This is definitely the song. I had it probably planned out. I run over there. My, my guitar strap snaps. And so I'm, I'm holding my guitar by the neck and I'm in my other hand, I've got my hand around the pelvis of this, this deer carcass. And I guess I should, I should give the, the a little bit backstory to the deer carcass because Eric, you know, <laughs> Eric, Eric would drive to, to school and at the time he had an El Camino, he's, he's going to mm-hmm. kill me for not remembering the name of the, of the, of the El Camino. He had, you know, all his cars have names. Oh, yeah, of course. It was like it was like the golden. Oh, God, I can't remember. But him and Corey were actually living in the same neighborhood at the time, and living out of town, like pretty much a lot of us did. We would drive mm-hmm. in from the country to go to school, and on their way, just before they popped into town, they stop at this train tracks, and they look over, and there's this dead deer carcass, and. One of the two of them, or both of them, said, Brian, there's this deer that's over there. And I said, I'm riding home with you guys, and we're going to go get that. And <laughs> they, they thought I was joking, but I was dead serious. So yeah. if you can believe Eric agreed to it, I throw it in the back of his El Camino, and then that, that, that deer like sat. And then, of course, my mom had to either not realize that I had a dead deer that I put on our property uh, for a week up until the show, or... <laughs> Just pretend like it. Oh, wasn't. you had it for a yeah. week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pretend like it wasn't there. I'm sure, uh, which was a very similar story for the toilet too. You know. So. Well, I think no, no. I think I was riding with you. I don't know whose car we were in, but I, I'm pretty sure I was there with you when we decided to pick up that yeah. toilet. And I think you, we were on the way to the show, right? Or it was at least the day of well, the show. I don't think it was the day of the show because I think that thing sat in my parents, whatever, you know, for at least a week too, I think. But yeah, maybe we're remembering that okay. differently. I, I, which was, yeah, because I swore it was down by the fire pit and the tree houses and all that. And, you know, my mom had to, you know, I think she had at a certain point just realized whatever, you know, there's a, there's a, to- <laughs> Brian brought home a toilet, you know. <laughs> and what was your plan with the toilet just to bring it up on stage and just smash yeah, it or well, it was and the fun the thing was is i think that was the same time that we had the tv i think that was, was we're like okay we did the deer we got to overdo it so we go back to that same that same veterans hall or whatever i'm sure they would have been proud of yeah. that but uh <laughs> eric there's a drum riser in there like a stage for like if they played bingo i don't know when you know and Eric's like, check it out. You know, there's there's deer hair still in this, like the corners and crevices of this drum riser. 
So, but I'm thinking, you know, I got to outdo that. So I can't have just, you know, now I'm doing multiple things. I think even at one point, and you got up there and helped me do like the TV, I think. I think, yeah, I think I, I probably at least helped right. smash it. I don't remember exactly when right. down. The deer carcass, when it was, all, I mean, there's a picture of me swinging that. And there's all these people up in the front, you know, right near the where we're playing and a bunch of girls and everything and they're they're holding their hands out in front of their face and there's all these guys in like combat boots just waiting you know yes do it throw it you know and uh yeah oh yeah then it was just like it just got torn to shreds it was like uh apocalypse now or something it was it was pretty it was pretty (laughs) gross Uh, when it was all said and done you and i i know you remember this tune was uh we had to clean that place up. I mean, there's deer carcass shit everywhere, you know? Yeah, and we're just finding everywhere. brains like in every corner. Of- and I, and <laughs> yeah, I remember dude. Cam Toon was headed on his boot because he was wearing boots and he must have oh. been involved. And every time he'd go down to try to wipe it off, he'd start gagging. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. Oh, yeah. It, it, you know, and I, I also know, you know, a lot of these times I, we'd do something crazy like that. The toilet, I remember at the time our bassist, Rich, Richard, would, uh, you know, he's like, you're not going to do that. Because I, I said, I am. He's like, no, you're not. And I did. And there's yeah. a picture of him right as that, that toilet gets smashed and he's rolling his eyes. He's out there in his bare feet and there's porcelain shattered everywhere. Oh, jeez. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you guys made a name for yourselves for sure. You guys recorded an album up at the old Allegro yep. Studios. I remember being there oh, for yeah. part of that too. And yeah, so we were just a couple of young dudes in Wisconsin and doing a lot of partying. And you guys were playing a lot of music. And uh, yeah, man, we just had some crazy oh, yeah. times, huh? Not a lot of sl- not a lot of sleep. <laughs> no, not a whole lot of sleep, but mm-hmm. a lot of partying. And like you were still, so you were still in high school when we met, Yeah, right? it was, uh, it would have been my junior year, like the winter of, of, what would that be? The winter of 94, 95 then? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. What year did you graduate 96. high school? 96. Okay. So yeah, maybe it was, yeah, 94, 95, yeah. something like that. So yeah, we've known each other for a long time and. And uh, yeah, man, I mean, just thinking back, like through our history and all the stories and the crap that we've been through, dude, we've seen a lot of shit and done some crazy shit. And just, I mean, we could, like, if we wanted to bring up every story, I think we could just do like podcasts. This could go on forever. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's amazing that we made through some of that stuff for sure. Yeah, I know. That's, I feel the same way. I'm like, uh, you know, you tell the, sometimes I'll share some of these stories with other people and they just look at me like, nah, it couldn't have happened exactly. Like there's no way it could have happened like that. Like that's just too ridiculous. Yes. You know, it's like people don't even believe the stories when I, when I give them to them. I hear you. I hear you. Like, so I remember when, um, the time, so one of the legendary stories was the time you guys played up at Cal's house yep. and walked. That, that place was called the prison. 
went he 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 had moved in okay. there with like five other college uh you know college guys who went to Marquette and they uh-huh. it was kind of a legendary place it was you know as you know it was just you know a couple blocks away from the Eagles ballroom and everything like that and uh uh-huh. and station which I don't know how yeah. we got away with any of that and the cops were like two doors down and we were so loud there so many times we had yep. raves there you guys yep. played there I mean <laughs> yeah it, it had this it had had a reputation before Cal had even moved in there as a place to go okay it was like an old bookstore okay so it had this big open you know uh first floor with basically a stage in it yep. because it was like two levels yeah. in the uh, so, uh, it was three levels, I think, well, wasn't it? I mean, At least just three. the first floor a... had, you know, like two, two levels, okay, yeah. it was like a stage almost. Like you would right. walk upstairs, mm-hmm. it was all wide open, but then, yeah, like you said, the second floor was living quarters, there was an attic, there was a basement. It was, it was a big place. Yeah, it was huge. We had countless crazy mm-hmm. parties there, but yeah. So, the time I'm thinking of, was um i don't whose idea was it to fuck shit up <laughs> that was one of our that was one of our like that was like our motto or something that we had been saying that forever and i don't we had been saying it forever but i remember what we did was kind of pre-planned so, though right yeah. wasn't cal getting ready cal was like getting ready to move out of that place right yeah and he, didn't like his landlord or something, and we decided we were going to destroy that place. <laughs> well, Is yeah, it was kind it? of it was one of those things where, oh my god, you know, his roommates, they had, they had a lot of patience with that because you know we'd show up in our leather jackets and everything, and they'd be like, "Great, Cal's friends are here from out of town, right?" And there was, you know, because we'd take yeah. something and then we'd take it to the extreme. At one point they had like on that stage area, they had like a little putting green. So we decided we were going to change that. Yeah, into right. Let's play golf through the whole house. <laughs> you know, so it was like, we had already started to, you know, kind of be kind of crazy and destructive. And yeah. Um, when we, like you said, we kind of planned it and then it just, it just escalated and, you know, snowballed and there were chairs getting thrown into the wall. And uh, I mean, we wrecked everything yeah. on that first floor. Like there was nothing yeah. that wasn't wrecked. I remember taking just a golf club to just about everything <laughs> I could find. And yeah, there was holes. We were just pounding oh, holes yeah. in the wall and spray painting oh, yeah. on the wall. And most of the band equipment was probably wrecked. I mean, we wrecked like just everything, chairs, coolers, just anything and everything that was on that first oh, floor yeah. got destroyed. And we were just, you guys were just screaming in the microphone, fuck <laughs> shit up. <laughs> and there was half the people were just standing back, just completely scared and didn't know what to do. And the other half of the people just joined in and helped us wreck everything. <laughs> and well, that story was legendary because, I mean, it would be like a decade later and I would be telling that story to somebody at some random party in Madison, Wisconsin, like way out of town. Right. And all of a sudden they'd be like, wait, you were there. I heard about that party. 
Yeah, dude. <laughs> and then, so yeah, we wrecked everything on that first floor. I mean, we wrecked it. We did some damage, man. And then the next morning, uh, we got up really early and Cal always slept really late and we cleaned everything up as best we could. And we spent a couple of good hours cleaning and we picked up everything as best we could and we put it all back in order. And then we went and we woke up Cal and we brought him downstairs. <laughs> he just couldn't hardly believe. But he didn't know if he dreamed it. Or what well, I also, I also remember hearing about, because Jim lived there too. And if I remember right, one, one of their roommates was the guy who with the, with the golf clubs. So that golf club was destroyed. Okay. He was... He comes home to find yeah. that, and he just went to Jim's room and tore all – it just destroyed his room as, like, retaliation over the whole thing. Oh, really? I, I mean, I, I oh, think that's how it went, but, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and that was just, like, one night of oh, a yeah. million nights that we were you know, oh, yeah. partying and hanging out. <laughs> So, I mean, like going back to your band and, and you know, your um, your music and everything, like growing up, who were some of your biggest music influences? Uh, you know, I think about, I was thinking about this um, recently and it depends on, so, you know, I have an older brother. He's almost seven years older than I am and uh, about six, seven years older than me. So, you know, the 80s, he was getting into heavy metal and stuff like that. And, you know, if he thought it was cool, I probably thought it was cool. Um, so, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the obvious one was always the Beatles for me. I love the Beatles, you know. And then, uh, and mm -hmm. then it was stuff like mm -hmm. ACDC. And, uh, but honestly, you know, with my mom being a music teacher and, the kind of music I was exposed to through her was also a big influence. She was into like, you know, classical, uh, like musicals, that kind of stuff. So I would say like the sound of music was like mm -hmm. pretty much as influential to me as, you know, uh, Ozzy or whatever. Um, um, but I also, yeah, I remember your mom had yeah, a huge yeah, record collection um, in the house. A lot of it was classical, but yeah, for sure. Um, Mm -hmm. I, I was thinking about who are the people who, who, who like introduced me to new music. And I think about you because you were the one who got me into like the, you know, I had kind of known who the meat puppets were, but you're like, Oh, well check out this old album meat puppets too. And it ended up being like the biggest thing for me. And that and Fugazi, I remember you get me into them. And uh, yeah, you know, there was another guy who had kind of, you know, Cal had been listening to a lot of the, you know, the classics. He liked, um, he liked uh, the progress. Well, yeah, progressive yeah, stuff. Yeah. Like he liked Yas, and he liked, you know, Emerson, Lake, and Palmer, mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Um, but he, he like us, loved punk rock. And there was a friend of ours who had this like huge collection of, you know, he would find a, a band, he would just get every single everything that he could. That guy, well, you went up when we went up to uh, Minneapolis, Jason, and he was a pretty big influence right, because right. he's like, you know, and like one day I, I was introduced to like Helmet and Faith No More and, 
a tribe called Quest and the, you know, uh, Rage Against the Machine. And I mean, the 90s was like everything really changed immediately. So my influences I, I held on yeah. to from my childhood, but then I was, it was all about, okay, well, what's, what, what, what else is there? I mean, a lot of my big influences will tell you the same thing. You know, they grew up on like, say, heavy metal or something, but then when they found that punk rock thing, it was like, I need more of this. This is this fit, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, dude. <clears throat> I mean, we, yeah, I mean, I talked to you a couple of weeks ago and we were talking about it a little bit and we just went deep, deep into, <laughs> into the vaults of music and we would just go to, to record stores and any CD store that we could get our hands on, you know, like used CD stores and dig through all that stuff and just look for, you know, new stuff, old stuff. And um, I remember, I mean, you introduced me to so many bands like Mr. Bungle and um, Ween. And I don't know how many times we saw Primus. I mean, I must have gone to oh, definitely. seven or eight Primus shows with you. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, we went to a lot of concerts back in those days too, man. That's like, yeah. That well, and again, not just kind of what we like did. The, old guy, the same type of thing without the internet. I was, I was all about the liner notes. So who mixed this album, who produced it, um, who guest musicianed on it. And then you go to a record store and you'd find any of those names on the, on the jewel case. And you'd say. Thing you'd, you'd get into a record label and you'd say, okay, you know, look out records. Cool. What, who else do they got? And, you know, you start giving, and I remember like you, you were on mailing lists for, think rhetoric uh rhetoric records and 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 look out and you know we just kind of yeah 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 for sure sst yeah yep sst yeah sst sst right so that was just you know a lot of times it was just uh you know it makes me think of how adventurous i was because now i can you know preview music and oh you know you know i don't even really want the whole album and before it was just like Ah, the cover looks good, you know. So right, totally. I know, and we were talking a couple weeks ago. Some of these stories will be a repeat, but no, I just remember like when I was driving truck for a casket company, and I would go out to Pennsylvania and Lancaster, and there was a little punk rock record shop there, and I would pick up every time I went out there, I would pick up half a dozen records, a couple CDs, and and bring them back and race back guys for our thursday night and i would come back with uh you know a whole bunch of records and i just remember this one time i came back and i don't know i might not have made it back till friday morning right maybe thursday morning i don't know but i just remember coming home at like six in the morning and all you guys had been partying the night before and we're sleeping on all the couches and stuff this flop house that me and camtoon lived in on oak hill drive and uh I came in and you were the only one that woke up and I was like, dude, you got to check this out, man. And I showed you a bunch of stuff yeah. and like sloppy seconds was one oh, of them. I totally all. remember that. And, you know, um, yeah, dude. <laughs> um, so exciting. Cause like, like I said, it wasn't, you, you had to do it all yourself. You know, there's nobody who was, you know, you weren't, you were going to be the reviewer, you know, of it yourself. And you were going to have to be the one to figure it out and find it and all that kind of yeah. stuff. And, and, uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
and sometimes you buy crappy CDs, but sure. you know, a lot of times you get lucky. And I mean, we listened over at um, 7-Eleven North Oak Hill. We listened to um, the oh, yeah. Queers. That was on repeat quite often. Uh, the Misfits. Uh, um, what else were we listening to back in those the days? Screeching Weasel was one of the big ones for sure. Oh yeah, yep, definitely yep. that Wiggle album. Um, uh, but no. also, you know, then we would like we'd like take it down a notch. We listen to Tep, Tom Petty or something. So it's not like we had any rules that we, you know, adhered to. You and I were definitely the ones who definitely sure. were probably you know two of the most um, interested in the punk rock. Of course, Cal too, but you know, he was living in Milwaukee. So, but yeah, I mean, uh, like I said, I, I remember switching ideas back at Clark and Parker. um, And yeah. And, and, and then when I had moved in there that summer, you know, we worked opposite shifts and I, I, we had this kind of deal where you didn't mind I'd go in your room and I would just check, you know, you're just like, whatever you want to listen to, just check it out, you know, blah, blah, blah. So, um, and the mm-hmm. same, you know, likewise, mm-hmm. but, uh, mm-hmm. uh, I remember, you know, speaking of sloppy seconds, I remember when, we, when I finally got to see them. No, it would have been. Was it the second time that we saw him? Did we see him twice? Yeah. Yeah. That's so what the first was. time yeah, yeah, you yeah. and I and saw him in Appleton. The, the, uh, the picture disc, and, and I was the like, second why time. the hell did I not buy that record? I have it now. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you have it now. It is the Holy yeah, Grail. Of course. That's like the Holy Grail of punk and rock. And there. <laughs> the second time we saw them, okay, so like with like my band or a lot of these punk rock bands, it was it was usually like you know, it was all ages shows. It was you know no drinking inside type of stuff, <clears throat> and so that was how I you know experienced sloppy seconds with you the first time. But the second time, it was at that bar, the OK's Corral in Madison, the one that ended up burning. Yep. Yeah, it's it burned down, yeah, and then I, I believe really that's why the second one's called uh, High Noon Saloon, because <clears throat> you know they kind of had that Western theme or okay. whatever going. But uh, the second time when we was at the OKs, we had gone, and I was—I want to say I was twenty, because I, I, they weren't going to let me in. Yeah, and, and you I, couldn't. Get I remember in. I was—I was devastated because right. there was probably no bigger sloppy seconds fan in the madison area than in my opinion myself you know what i mean i was pissed and you're probably well, right talking to the bouncers i'm like well you gotta let yeah. me let me go in there and buy a record all right fine so i went in there took my time bought a record and I, i'm and and i'm like well you know what guys i'm just gonna sit outside i, I I'll, I'll just listen to it from outside so they start they play and I'm outside, and I'm just singing all the lyrics because I know all these songs, and I'm singing them as loud as I can. And finally, yeah, every word. Like, get in here, you know. Get, get in here. <laughs> just he's like, stay up in front, don't move. And I'm gonna be watching. Uh, awesome. So, so it's kind of cool. I got led into a bar to see my, uh, you know, one of my favorite bands <laughs> at the time. For sure. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, yeah, dude, what a night. 
Yeah, dude, mm-hmm. we saw a lot of shows together back in those days. Like, I, you know, I probably can't even remember them all. We were partying so freaking hard, but I remember uh, trying to see Nine Inch Nails and Bully. Yeah, that's and then that's, we got into that's a car like accident on the way there. That happened. I remember Jim. <laughs> right. Up, I always say, okay, <laughs> and so we were so late. Jim had he was going to be navigator, and of course we were in Cal's legendary 77 Impala, right? I think it was a 77. Yeah. And uh, we all packed into it, five guys in there. So it was what, you and I, Jim Cal, and what would it, was was it Cam Tune maybe? Possibly. I can't exactly remember. So I remember we all met up in Milwaukee because you know, that was kind of the thing. Yeah, we're going to Chicago, but we're going to go from Milwaukee. So we, mm-hmm. we drive up to Milwaukee we meet them and again here we go again before the days of the internet Jim pulls out this map you know just all clunky and you know (laughs) spreads it out he's like I think we're going here I'm like you think what do you mean what do you mean you think as if I had any better you know it's not like I did the research to figure out right right but we paid money for these tickets right right. I was excited and I just assumed like a jackass that oh this is all you know gonna be figured out and that was Mm -hmm. the thing is when I was younger I just I it's not like I you know anticipated anything I just figured oh it's well it'll just happen you know right right uh and so Jim pulls out this map and he's he's got it on the front of Cal's Impala and he's like I think it's here and I said that doesn't make any sense like I'm looking at him like I I think that's like an industrial park like why would it be there Uh I've got leads I remember you know in in Jim's fashion he says well I've got leads so okay (laughs) we got leads on how we're gonna find our place you know (laughs) we drive down there and it was you know it's not I mean Cal is uh, a seasoned driver by that point. I mean, when I say seasoned, you know, he was probably he delivered pizzas. He, well, yeah, he delivered pizzas and he had his license for probably five years, whatever, you know. Mm, yeah. And, uh, but it was, you know, heavy, you know, Chicago traffic and everything. And actually, I felt terrible because all of a sudden I was like, man, I have to take shit like bad. I got to. Oh, that's right. I was like, this isn't a, this isn't a, I can hold on to it thing. This is. This is an emergency. I got to go. So I don't know if that was before the car accident, but I guess I'll just say we we get off the interstate or the tollway or whatever. And I go into this seedy, really, really seedy bar. Like I, you know, I wasn't used to really necessarily being nervous as a kid because man, like hanging out in Milwaukee, I, we didn't give a shit. You know, we didn't think about it at all. But I go into this bar, you know, and, and you know me, I looked, I did not look like I was any, a day older than I was. I looked young, pretty young as a kid. Yep. And I just asked for the bathroom and they just kind of laughed and, you know, pointed to a corner. I go into the most disgusting bathroom I'd ever been in up to that point. <laughs> Try not to touch anything. I was in and out of there within like a minute, you know, mm-hmm. and <laughs> Then it was okay. Let's try to get back on the uh, on the tollway. We, we couldn't. We're driving along. We're right alongside this tollway. We can't find an on ramp to get back on the damn thing. <laughs> and when we finally got on, I, again, I don't know if that was before or whatever, but all of a sudden, 
merge some sort of cow would remember because he was driving but merging uh all of a sudden slam into these guys and what was it like a it might have been a honda but it might have been a bmw or something i don't even remember i think it was like a bmw or something here we are in this this old huge tank of a of an impala and we just it, I, That's it, right. It was a pretty nice car. It seems like it was like an Audi or something. Yeah, it was. It, it was something yeah. like that. And it wasn't Cal's fault it, it, from the way I remember. No. Obviously, that's the way I remember it, but I, I'm pretty right. sure, you know. But it was like, damn it. So then we had to sit there and, you know, not to incriminate ourselves, but there was shit <laughs> rolling around underneath the, underneath, the, oh, underneath the car seats and shit. Oh, I remember as soon as we hit I just remember going, shit. Yeah. Like, pissed. we were, because now I knew, like, okay, we were already late. Right. Now we're not going to the show. Right. And I just remember stuffing all kinds of stuff down in the seats and beers, and we were just hiding everything all over the place. <laughs> knew the cops were going to show up. Oh, dude. <laughs> and yeah, I don't, I don't remember what was, Cal would remember there was something that one of those guys said that was like, ridiculous to us but uh, no matter what you know like you said we we couldn't believe we got out of there oh i remember oh i remember we go out <laughs> i remember telling jim you know because i i you know i i'm gonna figure this out what are, we, we gotta have a story guys we're not going mm-hmm. to a concert you know that's gonna sound bad <laughs> yeah we're going to see some friends that's <laughs> oh, we're going okay. to see friends we're not going to a concert that's too suspicious <laughs> so the cops ask us so where are you going and jim says to a friend's he's like really where's it at and jim pulls out that damn map again and points to like that industrial parking and the cops are like no way there's no way your friends live there and he's right. trying to point him to where he thinks this that you know this place is and the cops like there's no way your friends live there and oh yeah that's you know because he wants to figure out have the cops help him figure that out like oh, right. whatever they give he gives us directions and we drive out of there and we're like no way no way <laughs> right and then it was a matter <laughs> of getting there and we got to see like the last song of the encore where bowie and and, and was up there with nails and i think they did you know either a, a bowie song i know they did uh i'm afraid of americans and that was it and that was mm-hmm. we turned around walked back to the car <laughs> I know I just remember like seeing like the last half of the last song yeah we're all like on acid and then like the crowd all dissipates and we're just sitting there all depressed and bummed out and (laughs) oh yeah but then so another time I remember us being on acid again this whole podcast is going to be incriminating us dude (laughs) <laughs> but us seeing Primus up in Madison at the Coliseum and when we got out of there there was a snowstorm and I was driving everyone back yep. and I just remember like being so high I was just like just give me a beer and just keep if you guys keep handing me beers I'll be, I'll be able to come down enough to drive us home so I'm driving us home we're all just wasted in the middle of a horrible blizzard. Like, dude, I don't even know how we live through some of this stuff. I know. <laughs> oh my well, god! I, I remember just 
making it up to Milwaukee some certain times, white knuckling it next to all the inter, you know, interstate truckers in the middle uh-huh. of a blizzard because it's like, got to get up there, got to do this. It's not like I would say, yeah. you know what, tonight's not a good night. Maybe I'll wait till you know another couple of weeks or something. No, got to, mm-hmm. got to do it. And yeah, then, this is the night. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh my gosh. But yeah, no, man, I remember, um, yeah, no, you and I just, I mean, you, I feel like you held friendship higher than just about anything else in those days. And I know that you were really good friends with Kyle and you had really good sort of different and unique relationships with, with all of our buddies in kind of their own way. But I remember you and I had sort of a, our own special relationship too in the way that we would set quests. Oh, yeah. Especially when we lived back on Clark Street. Yep. And, you know, this was shortly, we, we had known each other for a little while, but, you know, a um, couple, of, couple of young dudes in Wisconsin, and we'd get together on a Friday night, and I might be able to scrape together some alcohol, but we wouldn't have any weed. And we would just say, dude, let's just set a quest. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and we would just set our intentions 100% on tonight. And we would just say that, tonight, we're going to find some. It's possible. It's in this town. We don't have any. We don't know anybody with some right now, but we're just going to make some phone calls. We'll go for a drive. We'll do whatever it takes to find it tonight. And, dude, we always found Every it. Every single time. Every time. Well, you'd, you'd end up we, going to somebody's house, like, and hanging out with, like, their parents or something. It was always super awkward. Like, just, just the, you know, most uncomfortable weird wrong situation but like you said we we had our mindset you know we knew what we wanted to do yes (laughs) yeah and then for a while we didn't have a place to party at so we spent all that time up on the railroad bridge Uh god i mean we'd go up there several times a week and we'd just bring cases of beer up there (laughs) and you know it's like you know, we didn't give any thought to littering or anything like that. We're just throwing it over the side of the bridge into the river. Right. Thousands of cans of beer, I'm guessing. Dude. Oh, yeah. I mean, we spent a lot of time up yeah, there. Yeah, we did. It was either that <laughs> or where they were developing uh, my mom's neighborhood, which wasn't that often, but we, we'd drive out and hang out, you know, in this undeveloped countryside. Yep. Uh, oh, we have those big bonfires? Oh, well, Yeah. Yeah, well, that was me because I was obsessed with fire as a kid. <laughs> well, yeah, I remember dragging coolers like way out into the woods to that one spot that was kind of up on the berm of a hill. Yeah. And, you know, we'd go out there and have fires and play music, and it was far enough away so that nobody could really hear us or know we were back yeah, there. Yeah, I think there's a house sitting right over there now. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, yeah we <laughs> um, we called it the sand dunes. It was the... It was basically, I don't know exactly, but there's been, there's this like retaining wall to this hill out there. It's farmland, but it was in the middle of the woods between some fields, you know, not so far from the river. And um, there was like old cars with bullet holes down there. And at the top of this hill, there's a sand pile and these sand, you know, the the farmers used to, I think they just went out there and played on their four wheelers or whatever. And there was this old oak tree and at the very top was dead. So we had a lot of what we needed to be able to keep fires going. 
But uh-huh. I, you know, it was like in middle school, my buddy Mark and I, I, I remember, I think it was Mark who had gone out and talked to the farmer and said, we'd like to ride our bikes out and, ha- and camp out there. And he said, go for it. So I took that as, okay, for the next, it's for just the next now. years, I'm just going to take my friends out here and all as teenagers and turn it from some <laughs> innocent camping into like party time, I guess. Right. <laughs> And oh, we yeah, would go we out there on bikes when we were kids, but at a certain point, we're driving around the fields and the old Impala and our cars, and yep. people get stuck. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> oh, dude, yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember spending a lot of time out in your mom's neighborhood, driving around looking for just places to park. Oh yeah, you know, I remember that one, that one spot where. Um, you know, we were parked there because we, we just didn't have anywhere yeah. to go. So we would just drive our car out into the middle of the woods and find some dirt road and pull down there and just sit there. And, you know, we'd sit there for eight hours <laughs> and just drink and smoke and just party. And I remember one time uh, some rednecks came back there and they shined their lights on us. And of course, we thought they right. were cops and you whipped your binger yeah. out of the car and broke down some glass or something yeah. <laughs> on some rocks. Yeah. <laughs> But I remember spending a bunch of time out there, um, dude. <laughs> yeah, you know, and imagine how much freedom the teenagers, you know, a generation or two before us had to be able to just get lost and not get bothered, you know. And I can't even imagine what it's like these days for kids to just try to get away and stay out of trouble, you know. Because honestly, I mean, we tell these stories, they're you know, destructive and they were crazy. And, you know, a lot of it wasn't the smartest Mm -hmm. shit, but, um, but, you know, we were, you know, we weren't, we were staying out of trouble for the most part. You know, we weren't looking for fights. We weren't stealing shit. Um, you know, shit happened. I mean, there was, I I don't, I don't want to gloss it over and pretend like things didn't happen, but, um, but we had our core group of people that we all loved and respected and we were all, you know, good people for the most, I mean, you know, stragglers would come into the group from, from time to time, but for the most part, like, you know, you, me, Cal, Jim, Cam Toon, and, you know, half a dozen or a dozen other people that, you know, we knew, we trusted, we hung out often, we knew we're all good people. And um, yeah. And we would just hang out. Yeah. Like you said, we weren't destructive or, or out raising hell, but you know, we would, kind of party it up and have yeah. a good time i'd say we raised hell but we, didn't, we tried not to you know take any you know innocent people out you know what i mean like we weren't we, yeah we, we weren't right. hurting people right. um yeah you know talking about some of that stuff and i think i brought this up to you the other week when we were talking so to retread another story i think i, I think i mentioned this mm-hmm. but uh I remember the uh, the day you turned 21 because we were all little different ages. We were kind of staggered in who had gotten to, you know, eight, uh, you know, adult age first. But we always had someone we to did. buy us liquor. But first it was Toon with his brother's yeah. driver's license. And then he turned 21. And then I think I was next. And eventually we yeah, all trickled in. And there was John, you know, he would... He, yeah. yeah, and you poor bastards, man! I swear to God, I can't even imagine doing that shit where you'd have a list, you know. And and, and, and I'm paying you with like singles and quarters and shit, you know. 
<laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that. Be like, do not change. Dude, I'll go get your beer, but just don't no drink shit. change. No shit. It was terrible. <laughs> and yeah, we would have a grocery list of what everyone yeah, wants. Yeah, it's not like night. we could just, I mean, these days I'd be like, fuck that. You're getting what I'm bringing back. You know what I mean? Or, yeah, or, totally. Like, I'm going to go get four cases right. of the same thing, right. and that's what we're all drinking tonight. Oh, we would have a list of what everyone wants. And, uh, yeah, we would take it down to the Cork and Dork yep. liquor store, and, and we would just walk in there, and, and that owner knew exactly what was going on. Absolutely. But, you know, he was making a killing true, off of true. us. And we would just go in there and hand him a list, and he would help us collect everything, and then we out we would go. Unbelievable. <laughs> but I remember when you turned 21 because, and I remember, you know, I was excited, but I was kind of bumming because it's like, oh man, you know, because you were out for the night and we're at, at back there at Oak Hill. And mm-hmm. when you got back, it was, I'm sure it was way after bar time, but it was just one of those things where everybody was kind of passed out and I was up and I'm like, so how was it? You know, and you're like, whatever, it's nothing special. But I did stop out mm-hmm. at Slick's. And I think you, and I, you know, I wasn't there, so I I could have this wrong, but I remember you were like, uh, I step out to take a piss and there's this outbuilding out there and, (laughs) you know, there's like a light on or something. So I peek into this, when I'm taking a piss, I peek into this outbuilding, like some sort of like shack barn, whatever. And there's this, (laughs) there's this guy and he's got this girl bent over the back of a truck. And he turns around and he yeah. looks at you and he takes his two fingers, like uh, salutes you from his eyebrow out and makes a clicking noise. And... <laughs> yes. And so totally. Like, wow, I mean, that's what fucking going to the bar is like. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. It is that's hilarious. hilarious. That's what you thought. That so often and I wasn't even there. Oh yeah, dude. Well, it's funny, man. That story reminds me of a story that you told me of uh, when you lived over on Jackson Street. You had that crazy ass landlord that lived yeah. downstairs, and you were upstairs listening well, to music or something. So we, it was like this old, you know, early nineteen hundreds house, and uh, uh-huh. she lived downstairs from me. She had a, a majority of the house, but half of the upstairs was my living quarters. It was separate, you know, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. had a door going in. <clears throat> but And my bedroom For was sure. the attic. But that half of that upstairs, she had bedrooms. And half of that upstairs was like my living room and whatever. So mm-hmm. most of the time, I I didn't know. I couldn't hear what the hell she was doing. But right. um, she could always hear what I'm doing. She called the cops on me on my 21st birthday for having the music, for having oh, the music too loud at like noon. And, and, and uh, I just remember, yeah, it was it was always a balancing act. Like she'd love me one moment and be like, You're the best tenant, and then the next one's like, I'm kicking your ass out of here. She was just she was a mess. She was a mess. But I'll yeah. let you go ahead and finish the story because I think you remember I, I'm Well, no, no, I just remember I don't even think I was there. I think I just remember you telling me about the story where you were listening to some music. It was like late at night, you know, and then all of a sudden it was just like a break between these two songs. And all you heard was, ah, ah, harder, harder. And then a male's voice go, shut <laughs> up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, dude, yeah, that was classic. Very classic. I, uh, 
Yeah, I th- that that place was. <laughs> Dude, we lived in all kinds of crazy places. I mean. I mean, that place on Oak Hill was legendary, dude. We had so many insane parties there. And just, I just think about those recycling bins and garbage barrels we had that every single week were just, I mean, we just had so much recycling going on. Yeah, it was nuts. Every Mm -hmm. night. The basement was all covered in chalk. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We did a bunch of artwork down there one night and. And the bathtub was coming through the ceiling of the kitchen and leaked down into the kitchen. We had a garbage barrel in the middle of the kitchen collecting water. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and there was that slumlord. And remember the neighbors that lived right next oh, yeah. to that place? I mean, oh, yeah. Honestly, yes, I do. I-, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so we had these crazy neighbors that lived next to the place that were like, like uh advanced in their alcoholism yeah. right like we were they just kids p- and these guys table. were like yeah it was like these cre- this creepy old guy who'd just sit out there and drink a 30 pack all by himself all day and like some little girl would walk by and he's the kind of guy who'd just, just be like hey yeah. little girl <laughs> you know and so just you know we're next door to these guys and as the days go on eventually we party with them a couple yeah. times and then, uh, so it so the story with them culminates into the time when I better not say the name of 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 who this yeah. happened to. Yeah, but <laughs> something bad happened to this guy while he was passed out, and I think we all went to a movie that night because Michelle Ford was yeah. in town, and she had brought a whole bunch of. Uh, incriminating property into our apartment yeah right (laughs) like she got mixed up into some stuff and she brought all this stuff into our apartment at that time yeah well yeah and so that's i think why the neighbor thought he could get away with this yeah but it was also there was something that was going on between the two households where shit got thrown at their house uh, on their exterior or something like well yeah that was afterwards after we came back and found out what that happened, what it was? yeah, because I I distinctly remember, man. I, I I'm pretty sure we were at a movie or something that night. I'm not sure if we went and saw Fear and Loathing or we went and saw some movie that night. And this person, our buddy, our good buddy at the time, was passed out, and you know, it was like, okay, it's obvious he's not coming with us to the movie, and we're just gonna let him stay here and sleep it off. We came back from this movie. And he was awake. He was freaking out. He told us what happened. And this guy had broken into the house wearing all black. And let's just say did some real, tried doing some real perverted stuff to our body. <laughs> and I mean, just let your imagination yeah, figure yeah. it out. But, uh, and he, and I remember him pulling me and Tuna aside and saying, hey, you're not going to believe this. And he told us what happened. And, you know, you could take a look in his eyes and he wasn't kidding, man. He was freaking serious and we just lost it. And I just remember going over there and it was like during Halloween yeah. time and we were throwing pumpkins yeah, through his window was. and just screaming for him to come downstairs. He's like, I'm going to call the cops. We're like, call the cops. <laughs> yeah. We got a story to tell them. <laughs> the guy wouldn't come downstairs. He was so scared. 
And then I remember, you know, let telling the story to some other friends like the week later and Cal went over and shit on their yeah. house, white paper and stuck to the house. And, oh, dude, <laughs> how did we live yeah. through all that crap? I mean, when you think back to all this crap that we've been through, I mean, we could go on and on for hours oh, yeah. of stories like this. I mean, when you think back to these, to those days, like what was going through your mind? Um, I wasn't thinking too far ahead. I can tell you that. <laughs> Fair enough. I know I wasn't. I was just like, I want another <laughs> paycheck. You know, we were all, yeah. everybody had jobs, yeah. you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We all worked, but we all partied it yeah. all the way for the most part. And I mean, that's what you do sure. when you're that age. But I mean, yeah, it got pretty, got pretty yeah, insane, it, man. It, 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 it was weird because... We didn't really worry about who, like, I don't know. I don't want to say we didn't worry about it, but we'd always just come across some crazy person who would just make the whole thing weird, you know? Yeah, it's true. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. Like, you know, we had our tight little crew, but then somebody that somebody works with, usually probably somebody that I worked with. Would, would come rolling in and then yeah you're right their their vibe would just be you know hard drugs or been to yep. prison before or, or something crazy and it would just kind of throw the whole flow off and and then yeah it would get even uglier there for a while yeah oh, yeah. oh yeah and then i'm trying to think <clears throat> so shortly after that um let's see i'm just trying to think all of my living situations i don't remember exactly how it all went down oh so so yeah yeah so there was the oak hill place we all partied at and then you lived a few blocks away from me when i lived down on cherry street and you lived on jackson street which is really uh, funny because a good friend of mine now he lived like two blocks from there and at the time we didn't know each other at all he used to go to the alumni house uh, he was from Beloit, but uh, at the time he was living with somebody and he was living just right around the corner from us too. Cause it, I don't know, I guess that's, you know, that's where the cheap living was at the time, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It was like yeah. the ghetto of Janesville. Yeah, for sure. And then, yeah, shortly after that, um, sweet Eric and I ended up working down at Main Street Saloon. I feel like that was like the height of my my personal yeah. insanity. Yeah. <laughs> like when we were bouncing down at the bar and then we ended up both bartending and we were just brawling and drinking like crazy, or at least Eric and I were brawling because, you know, for a while we were working as bouncers and we were just taking advantage of that and just sure. being complete knuckleheads drinking and just stealing booze from there. Um, what do you remember from those days? Uh, let's see here. <laughs> that's, that's tough. <laughs> I, I remember, well, I, I do know <laughs> that I would walk down there and, um, okay. and I couldn't, I couldn't pay you for a beer. You guys would not take money from me for a beer, you know? <laughs> and, you know, right. I load the jukebox up with a bunch of crazy shit and, you know, it was just basically like, you know, this is our bar, you know, and uh, 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We would just take over. I mean, I remember skipping everyone's songs on the jukebox and only yep. playing the Beatles. Like people would put ten dollars into the jukebox and have all these songs songs lined up, and we'd be like, "Nope, <laughs> skip, skip, skip." Like the only songs we're listening to tonight are the Beatles. You know, he and I were bartending, and you know, somebody would come up, and some nice girl would be like, uh, "Can I have two Amaretto Stone Sours?" And we'd be like, "No," and we'd just pour him a shot of whiskey, and it's like <laughs> everyone just drank what we told them to, and we only made them listen to the Beatles. <laughs> but like though that's when things start getting fuzzy for me i guess man that was like the height of my craziness for sure or at least yeah i guess sure. pretty much the height of hey, my craziness you can believe it cal just sent me a um, message with some mr bungle song that i haven't heard yeah oh nice <laughs> i heard mr bungle's touring right now with Somebody, well, what I they did was, uh, and Cal went out to San Francisco to see it with uh, with his wife, and um, okay, they went to because they basically the Mr. Bungle was going to do like one of their early demos, like you know uh, DIY demos that they did, the Raging Wrath of, Wrath of the Easter Bunny, uh, which was from like the mm-hmm. you know mid to late eighties, and um, it was like it's more like you know like. Uh, Bay Area punk metal stuff, you know, thrash. And mm-hmm. uh, they were going to do yeah. like a New York show and like a San Francisco show, and like everybody was about it. So they ended up doing more dates, and Cal got a, a, a ticket. And uh, but they were just playing that stuff. So if you were like expecting to hear any of their like, you know, Warner Brothers stuff, it wasn't going to happen. Um, I, I, Okay. I'd love to see him again, but I don't know. He's from kind of the same area, and those guys used to do shows together back in the early 90s. But, um, I and this this thing, what it was, was uh, they they recruited a backup guitar player, so they picked out uh, Scott Ian from uh, MOD, SOD, Anthrax. And, and it had Dave Lombardo okay. because yep, uh, yep. he's done many projects with uh, Mike it. Patton, so he played drum. Uh, yeah. Pretty wild. Okay. They, they showed me a lot of pictures. There's music online. They people recorded it, and you know, like they were meeting mm. a lot of the Bay Area guys from like the '80s and stuff because all those guys were like Mr. Bungle's playing, you know, Rage and Wrath. So all the, you know, all their peers, I think, went out to see it, too. And it's like their hometown and pretty cool stuff. I wish I could have made it out there. <clears throat> yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't. You know, sometimes you can, sometimes you can't. For sure. So do you go to a lot I of shows nowadays? I say that, but uh, I try to at least do something or another every so once in a while. Yeah um what uh what music are you listening to these days like what what turns um, you on what gets you going i just downloaded a bunch of different peter gabriel yesterday um really? you know I, i'm always looking backwards cal is the guy who's always looking for the new you know he's in a scene part of the milwaukee scene uh, and you know he's just really awesome mm-hmm. about discovering new music and he has his, a radio show and for me, um, I I, I kind of kick myself for not trying to be more ambitiously, you know, in this discovering stuff. But I'm 
I'm always going back. You know, I, I listen to a lot of, uh, um, you know, old, old fifties, sixties type of stuff. I was on a James Brown kick for a little bit, not so long ago. Um, nice. Um, yeah, it's kind of schizophrenic as I've always been. I've always had, you know, this style and that style and everything in between. So, yeah, no, I've had pretty eclectic musical tastes just kind of all over the board. And yeah, our tastes would run pretty rampant, like be heavy in the punk scene for a while and then we'd mix it up and just, yeah, we were all over the place, man. But yep. that's what it's all about. That's the cool thing about music. Oh, I know. And, uh, I'm glad it, you know, I, I might do it differently now. Um, I might, like I said, be a little less um, adventurous, but I'll always have that bug for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, man. I mean, to bring some sort of a redeeming quality to all this, you know, our old debauchery stories, like how, how's life for you now? I mean, I know you're a family man. Um, it's good you know i love it um my daughter has a love for music so does my son um jane has this he has this amazing ability to be able to uh you know remember lyrics she'll hear a song once after listening to it maybe two or three times he's got all the lyrics down man i could have used that talent when i was trying to write i couldn't even remember my own damn lyrics (laughs) Um, so I'm always trying to, you know, throw out different ideas for them and see how they react to stuff. And, you know, if they don't like it, they don't like, they don't have to like everything I like, but I I definitely like to expose them to different stuff. And it's fun to see what, how they're receptive to different things. Oh, I'm sure. Well, I mean, that's going to be a huge influence for them i'm sure especially if they're just naturally inclined to to listen yeah to they music. are for sure um they're gonna, gonna grow up and look back and, and remember all the stuff that dad introduced yeah. them to like what kind of stuff are you playing for them uh well they again they like the really old stuff too but they also like you know like um they they'll listen to heavy metal uh they'll listen to I, the punk rock thing, I think it would be more. Oh, Jane loves the Ramones. She's even told me she'll hear she'll hear a nice. band and she'll be like, "That reminds me of the Ramones, Dad." I'm like, "Good girl." <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, so, off the top of my head, I guess it's kind of hard for me to think about just anything. I remember, I remember Jane really liking. Um, old you know like really old who stuff like early who stuff when she was really young and uh the beatles yep yeah, she likes the beatles um uh, yeah for sure um gosh i'm drawing a blank but yeah they it's not just what you would expect a kid to listen to they'll surprise me and be like really interested in something pretty abstract or something really heavy so that's gratifying. Sure. I like that. How old are they now? Uh, seven and almost five. Okay. So, you know, you might hate me for saying, or I don't know. I, I feel like hip hop is kind of the new, like today's version of punk rock. Like that's the rebellious sure. music in a way. 
Um, are do they show any inclination to like being drawn to anything like that or, Jane, or not yet? My daughter might a little bit more just in the she doesn't necessarily she even said something about it because I took her to our, uh, to her dentist appointment um, before mm-hmm. I got back and, and, and mm-hmm. we got in touch tonight. Um, and she's what she made some um, reference and she said rap because you know, I usually say hip hop, but she she said rap for some reason. Mm-hmm. What was she talking? She was asking me a question about something about the content or maybe not the content of it, but something or another. She likes, you know, she likes pop. She, you know, she likes Taylor Swift Mm -hmm. and that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So Um, does my niece. Yeah. But, um, she, um, I don't, I don't know if she'll be receptive to that or not. I, I, I'm cool. I'm cool with whatever, as long as I I want them to be balanced, you know, I just want them to be like, like, yeah. Don't don't put your chips all into one basket. Don't be like, oh, you know, I gotta like what's popular. You can like it if it's popular, but don't 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 only focus on that type of thing, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. No, I I imagine you in, in introducing them to just all kinds of music, like everything out there. The same way yeah. that you came from, you know, ACDC and uh, you know old Beethoven and yeah, Tchaikovsky sure. records, you know, and. Our tastes were all over the place, and, and I see you uh, turning them oh, on definitely. to all that stuff too. Um, yeah, uh, they they're out, they're always excited to find something new. I, I I would say, but they're also the king of and queens of re, of requests. You know, I get I get heckled to play what they want to hear all the time. For sure. Oh yeah, <laughs> it is cool. That's cool, man. Yeah. And I'll do and like all these stories are just kind of like flashing back in my mind as we're talking here. I remember watching old Bruce Lee movies and you guys had that huge long quote from Chinese oh, yeah. connection memorized. It's funny. I just, I remember my, my, coming my back. nephew is asking me for movies to watch today because he likes like old, okay. old, old fifties and sixties horror movies and stuff. And, um, uh. he, uh, so he's asking me for different recommendations. I'm giving him stuff and I pick up the Chinese connection or fist of fury as it was known in, uh, China. And, um, I, well, no, those are, are two different, different movies. movies. But that was because of the American, the Americanized version of, of, so fist of fury was like the one where they had like that. There was that like ice factory or whatever. Yeah. The it was originally called right. the big boss. But Fist of Fury was actually Chinese Connection, but they renamed it Chinese Connection in the United States. I, if I'm, but Chinese Connection—that's uh, a different movie, right? Though. But for some reason, Chinese Connection is actually supposed to be called Fist of Fury. Yeah, I've noticed yep. something like that. Like, um, <laughs> I mean, how shady was? Uh, you know, the Chinese movie industry back then, I mean, they would just change the names of stuff and they had Bruce yeah. Lai and Bruce oh, yeah, Lee yeah, yeah, and yeah. Bruce well, yeah, <laughs> All these well, fake Bruce Lee's. I, I think I may have asked you this when I talked to you last, but do you ever, uh, do you know what the Criterion Collection is? So they oh, for are sure. re-releasing all of Bruce Lee's movies this month. Well, it might be July. It's either this month or July. All of this stuff is going to be re-released, yeah, and it's going to be awesome. weird because it's going to—I think it's going to be with subtitles. I mean, they might have the option, 
where you can listen to like the American hopefully uh, you know, um, overdubs, which yeah, hopefully they. I mean, I I would like to see it with the original yeah, language yeah, and then just subtitles. I have all the other ones anyway, so it, it's gonna be it's gonna yeah, be legit. Yeah. They and um, it, I'm really looking forward to that. You know, I'll be dropping a little coin on it, but gotta have it. So yeah, I was yeah. Uh, my my nephew yeah, was asking sure. me whether or not I wanted to uh, give him some recommendations for movies, and I'm looking at that movie. I'm like. The only reason I would tell you not to watch this is because I want you to wait and watch it with me, you know? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. The young ones, man, we would stay up late just rolling and watching the young guys, ones. You know, we're watching those guys. We're like, we can be as crazy as them. And it was kind of funny because they were kind of <laughs> like us. One had long hair. One had, you know, you know. One one dressed a little nicer, you know. One was a little more political, and then some crazy, ridiculous landlord, and yeah, for sure. (laughs) That's very true. Well, I remember uh, early on into our relationship when I met all of you guys, you and Cal, and all those guys. We were in the movie Reservoir Dogs, and you guys always talked about making the play. And we, had, we had everyone uh, assigned to yeah. what parts they were going to play. I mean, that was another movie that we just about wore yeah, out watching over and over again. Like a four foot poster of it still hanging up in my garage. It's I love Quentin Tarantino. Uh, nice. always, that will always have the my favorite. Yes. My just it's it'll always be my favorite. For sure. Yeah, it was the first one. Yeah, it was probably the best. Yeah, exactly. He made like, the lowest well, he budget. And the right, he, he had classic. written the scripts for Natural Born Killers and uh, True Romance. And he had sold those scripts so right. he could make that movie. And then, of course, and then of course mm. he wasn't happy with okay. what, like Oliver Stone did. And so I guess that's that's it's too bad yeah. when you're when you're young and starting out. You know, you have to make sacrifices to be able to get to what you want to do. You know. Right. Well, he's saying he's only going to make one more movie, and that's going to be number Which ten, and he's going to call it quits. Right. Yeah. I mean, he'll probably make that one more movie, and then I, I don't know if he'll go into TV he's about or to do, like you know, you know series you know? type of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I would like it if he would go back and and do True Romance yeah, and Natural Born sure. Killers his way. I love both those movies. I love both. I mean, those, those movies. Two movies. Yeah, they stand alone as great, great movies. But if he didn't like them, I'm I'm oh, curious to sure. see what his vision would be like. Yeah, yeah. So, are you I still playing music these days? On my own right now. It's it's hard to keep you know a bunch of yeah. guys do, wanting to do the same stuff and it, you know. Dude, I can only imagine keeping yeah, like four people on the same agenda. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, I can only imagine. Uh, I remember. I remember another story. I'm just flashing back to is stealing all that freaking uh, soundproof. I, I still uh, have it. Um, so I insulation took that out of my piece. old house. Really? I'm like, I am not leaving this here. No way. I, I, I took it all oh, out and killer. I got it in bags in my basement. Jessica's not very happy about that. <laughs> oh my gosh. But, <laughs> you were talking about something in a room and down there awesome. and I was like dude I can help you I'd come home at 2 in the morning and just 
full drum set, you know, loud guitars, amplifiers. Yeah. You know, you'd walk by on the, on the sidewalk, you'd think somebody was just playing a radio loud. Wow. So, yeah, so now I'm either <laughs> going to so awesome. I'm going to do it in my basement again. But these days, I, I've got, I put a heater out in my garage, and I, I think I might just insulate, you know, open up the walls of my garage and insulate my garage. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's Do you still have the Torino? Same thing it was fucking 10 years ago. No kidding. Oh, man. Um, how, what did you think of the movie, Grand no, Torino? No, I love that movie. I know it I came out a long time ago. He, he's a great director. Yeah. That was one of his best movies. I thought that was like his best since Unforgiven. Uh, yeah, yeah, I would agree. Yeah. I mean, yeah, sure. I feel like he's had some duds in there, but, you know, he's... Yeah. What is he, 80 he's made, some he's odd years old? I mean, movies. yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, another, for another sure. one of those classic dudes in Hollywood. That's another, uh, yeah, you're man. asking what my kids like. They love, uh, they love, I'm a big Ennio Morricone fan. I've got this ridiculous Ennio Morricone collection. He's the guy who did most of the music for those spaghetti westerns and other like gangster films from Italy and stuff. They, they, they like, they yeah, like yeah, yeah. Coney, so that's, that's kind of funny. I, I, I look forward to a wow, certain point that's when cool. they realize that nobody else their age listens to any of the stuff that they listen to. <laughs> that, that's good. That, that should be a good thing. Oh uh, yeah, dude. For sure, yeah, man. Got to got to broaden those horizons for them, man. Well, in my opinion, if you if you don't, you never will. You know what I mean? Like, open your mind up, young, and then if you want to take a simple approach down the line, you always can. But if you if you never open up, you're not you're not able to later down the line. You know you know what I mean? Like. Yeah, agreed. maybe you want to retreat to something simple when yeah. you're older and just whatever. That's fine, but if you don't open up when you're young, you, you're not able to do it when you're older. So, mm-hmm. yeah, hundred percent, man. Any other stories that you remember that we need that we should rehash and let the people know? You about? mean like stuff I should talk about? <laughs> no, I don't know either. I mean, <laughs> maybe, yeah. I mean, anything you want to bring up, man. Sure. I mean, there's no rules on this thing. Like, I'm just, I'm just trying to remember, uh, like, the best stories and in, in some of my sure. greatest memories hanging out with you. And even though some of them were, some of them were pretty crummy, I still look oh, back yeah. on with with great fondness. And I feel like yeah. survived a war or something. Oh, I'm sure there's some. <laughs> I guess I can't really think off the top. Well, there's plenty. I, like you said, we've pretty much kind of scratched the surface. Maybe next. Maybe we'll yeah, do it another yeah. time, and I'll uh, have a, a, little, a, a couple clip notes. For sure, yeah, dude. Cool, brother. Well, it was awesome talking to no, you. I love and, it. Uh, appreciate your great. time and everything. And dude, I don't even know if I'll have the balls to publish this thing because we were talking about yeah. <laughs> just all kinds of stuff. But you know, probably. What the hell? I mean. I just thought it'd be great to talk to you, and and you know, like I said a couple weeks ago to you, and you know, I mean, I just feel like like you know, you held friendship in such a high regard, and then I just kind of disappeared, and in in a way, kind of left you guys, left you hanging, especially you hanging, and uh, 
I don't have a whole lot of regrets in life, but I guess that's one thing I kind of regret. So I just well, wanted to like call cool, you and get that off my people, chest. And you know, you got a life know. to live, man. We're all we're all really proud of you and what you're doing out in, in uh, out there in uh, Colorado and everything. And uh, yeah, that's you good. know, th- things change, but uh, it's good to remember what you know at least was important to you got you know to oneself um at a certain point and you know i yeah i try to stay true to myself and no i think you do man and and yeah that's why i'm proud of you is because you're very very true to yourself and i feel like you don't really stray from that and i feel like that's something i always kind of struggled with like you know i was always you know probably like more after after you and I were really really close and I was sort of starting to disappear I was just getting lost in my head and just getting into all like I don't know I just had all this darkness I guess in my head that I just couldn't really face or I couldn't face myself and you know I I would sort of put on an appearance like things were okay but I just feel like you know I was just kind of a mess inside my head and so and uh, you're gonna have that darkness you know and 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 when your your quest for okay. truth and 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 knowledge and 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 that's it's not necessarily an easy path, you know. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, well, I'm glad you look at it that way. For sure, we've been through a lot of crap, well, man. The funny thing is, is that <laughs> it some of it didn't seem funny at the time, but. It's nice to be able to look back and say, that's, that's actually pretty damn funny. Oh, for sure. I mean, I like, I learned so much. Like I I wouldn't trade those years for anything, man. Oh yeah. Yeah. We were, we, we went through some crap. I mean, we had a lot of good times. We had a lot of weird messed up times. Like, Okay, so like the time that you pissed on on Josh Ose. <laughs> oh, come on, dude. Yeah. <laughs> what about that time? I mean, at the time, you know, some of that stuff was kind of freaking tragic yeah. and like, yeah. And then is this really happening? But now looking back, dude, rat, and you're like, I just, I just, I just roped people into a bunch of bullshit that I never should have done, and and then and then and then another so many years pass and then it's like all right who gives a shit whatever you know i agree now 100 percent. i agree like yeah now it's all like water under the bridge and right and hopefully nobody has any hard feelings about it but i look back on that night as as just like i hate to say it but it was it was like one of the greatest nights well because like, it was it was yeah, violent it was crazy mean, like like, like Every you know, that, I remember right. stopping and thinking, I'm I'm doing this. You know what I mean? Like, like I like this. I you know, it's not one of those. There's so many times in your life when you're like, I should have said this, or man, if I could go back and I would. You know, a lot of that time I I just did. You know, it got me into yeah. trouble and. <laughs> so I'll tell just like the cliff note version of the story. And, and yeah, you can chime in and, and, and tell much. me when I'm wrong, because I'm sure we remember it completely differently. <laughs> oh, dude, we're already incriminated. But I know you have kids now, so, I, yeah, I got to keep it kind of on the low. But So, yeah, I mean, there's this guy that, you know, for whatever reason, we didn't like all that much. And 
and you guys bumped into each other at a party and I, and, and uh, so he was just sitting on the porch and you just decided that you were just going to yeah. come up behind him and take a leak on him. Right. <laughs> Which is classic. Oh, I mean, it's damn. classic Brian Eckerman. I love it. And so then he wasn't very happy about that, of course. He yeah, turned we were, around we and probably socked you a couple times. And it was, and it I was just, dumb. Oh, yeah. Well, actually, what really? happened is I'm like, I'm doing this. But I didn't Dude, really I just to. remember. So he turns around, and there I've got it. You know, I'm just like. No. Right there. And he's looking up. At, I'm looking at. He's looking at me. He's just like, what are you doing? On him. And, I'm, I'm, and I just ignored him. And, he <laughs> and, off, and he's like, holy shit. <laughs> Yeah, you're like, yeah, this is happening. <laughs> well, I, so I just remember we we're over at the Oak Hill house partying our asses off one night and you weren't there. You were off at some other party and then you just like burst through the doors and like almost fell into the house and you had like a black eye or something. And we just looked at yeah, you and we were like, that's, that's... who did it and where are we going? And you're like, Joshos. We're like, you got to be kidding me. And just immediately, without even thinking about it, we just put on jackets. We all went out to the car. Dude, I, we probably sleep. loaded up on weapons. I don't even know, dude. You're like, go tell him. Go tell him. <laughs> we woke him up. Really? Oh. <laughs> and so then we just roll over to this house and just destroy this party that they had going on and just... I mean, it was just crying. violent and insane and crazy, and party, just disrupted. It was like they're listening to like the great, dad and, you know. It... Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, it was a bunch of hippies, like yeah. Come on, really man. chill. Come on, <laughs> and we man. just went in there and just beat the hell out of everybody, dude. I remember throwing somebody into this big. Actually, I don't remember if I was thrown into a stereo, but I think mm-hmm. I threw somebody into this huge stereo system. And I remember for like one split second looking over and seeing Toon, like, because like someone was holding his leg like way out up above his head, and he holding this dude by the hair sitting on a coach, oh my God. and he's just pounding him with his other hand. Yeah, but like, like, like Superman, said, you know, someone's holding on to his feet. And he's just, I'm like, I started all this shit. I, I mean, I'm like, you fucking jackass, dude. Like, <laughs> like here we are punishing them for something that I did, you know? It's like, <laughs> damn it. There well, is a backstory to that that we're dude, not. Dude, I mean, to. I can only. It's not like I decided to do that to some guy. Oh, I'm, yeah, of course. Or something. Right. No, no, no. It, it wasn't out of the blue, but you know, like here yeah, I am talking I mean, about being sincere yeah, but, and true to oneself, and and the other person was talking behind our back and two different people and doing shit, and, yeah. and when we'd see him, it'd be totally different. And we just got yeah. tired of it. That's true. Yeah, I mean. But like you said, it was honest. Like, like we were like, uh, I don't know, man. It's like we we're almost like a hundred percent love and a hundred percent, yeah, vengeful yeah, we and a hundred. Boiling you know, over with I don't know, man. Sure. I, I feel no like what it was. It was a hundred and a hundred and five percent. You know, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, yeah. Just young twenty-year-old yeah. testosterone boiling over, crazy dudes. And, you know, we got a bunch of stories like that where it would just boil over to a point where it's like, 
like like the time that and I won't tell the whole story, but I just remember things that escalated to a point where it was so bad we just decided we're just gonna beat the shit out of this dude. And I just remember I remember Cal just saying, I don't even get in fights, man. I'm a pacifist. And That's he's just the short boots to this story. guy. Next time, next time we'll tell that one, but not not, not tonight. That's All a right. short ass story. <laughs> no, I mean, no, no. That's a, that that version. Is, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You could go deep into that. Oh yeah, yeah I've, I've gotten some yeah. mileage out of that story, and you know, <laughs> and like I said, man, uh, we we got a million stories like that. But I mean, for the most part, you know, we were just uh, brothers, just hanging out. Just growing and for being sure. knuckleheads and listening to music and drinking beer and for just sure. For sure. having a good time for the most part. And yeah, man. Yeah. And I have no regrets. And <laughs> yeah, man, we've been through some shit. So oh, man. <laughs> I love I love rehashing old stories and thinking back because I just feel like sure. my life now is so far removed from that. that sometimes I just can barely even I'm just like, I can't even believe that, that I was doing some of that stuff. <laughs> like, I, but it was totally me, you know? I mean, that's like, that's like the deep, dark me down there. I mean, I, you know, have problems with my temper and controlling my emotions and I've gotten a better grasp on it over the years, but yeah, man, I just look back oh, with, with sure. great fondness. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Well, I won't keep you too much longer, man. I always enjoy talking to you and rehashing all the old stuff. And I'm glad you're, you're doing well and your family's healthy and safe. And, um, yeah, for sure. And like I said, man, anytime you can make it out to Colorado, you're, you're always welcome out here, man. We got to go to Red Rocks and see some shows and do some, do some painting in my studio and, and uh, I'm sure we'd have a blast if you ever came out here. It's sad to say I really don't have any ties to Janesville anymore. My so whole family just moved out to Texas. Then, eh? Really? No, she just got married to this dude in Texas and then just, yeah, my parents just recently moved out there too to that's, mostly to be well, closer great. to my niece, Sadie. Did she do, take a yeah, job transfer? It's great for them, for like, sure. Yeah, said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna reset. Yeah, she just kind of is doing a full reset. I mean, uh, this guy's got enough money to kind of um, support her for the time being, and and uh, you know, Sadie's out of school now with the whole coronavirus thing. So um, Amber's just kind of you know helping homeschool her and just staying home and being a mom and. Um, it's crazy. Well, yeah, just she just her. kind of picked I, I, up I and has this whole new life I, now. I think I told you last time to let her know that I said hi. Yeah. Very cool. Absolutely. I mean, she's happy and she's doing well. And yeah, man, I'll definitely, Very cool. um, I'll tell her you said that for sure. Well, cool, brother. I don't know if this will make any sense to anybody if they ever listen to it, but I we'll enjoyed talking to you and, uh, yeah, rehashing, we'll like everything, like I said. And, Sounds good. Um, We'll do some more for sure. All right, man. We'll take care of yourself. I will. You too, Tell your man. family I said hi and uh, be love safe, man. Yeah, later. All right. Love you, brother. Take care, buddy. So there it is. Brian Eckerman. I love that guy and I have nothing but respect for him. 
since his, since I talked with him, I guess it was last week, I have been listening to all the old punk bands pretty much on repeat. Sloppy Seconds, The Ramones, Screeching Weasel, The Queers. Um, you know, this stuff used to be our anthem. Um, so yeah, I've been uh, reminiscing, I guess, over the last few days. And it's been good. So, that's about all I got for you guys this week. Um, Hope you guys have a great week. Um, Let me know what you thought. Give me a shout. Uh, Again, you can find me at bigthingscrewing.com. That's big-things-crewing.com. Why are the dashes in there? Well, if they're not in there, it looks like something else. It's probably going to take you to... uh, some questionable websites that you probably don't want to open at work. So, big-things-crewing.com. And I hope you guys have a great week. And I'll see you guys soon. Peace.